Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transfantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like recording laying down. Yes, because sitting is not a thing. Not for you. Not for me. Not for weeks now. Not for weeks now. Almost six weeks? Yeah. Six weeks ago, you were in the Bay. You had flown there. Yes. On a Sunday, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Pain meds makes everything sideways. Pain also does that. Yes. Yeah, it does. And you were going to arrive early so that you could get things set up and settled and have some enjoyable time at Cousin Vinny's. Yeah, time to get a couple things done there with Vinny, which didn't happen the way we thought it would because the weather there was wonky and you can't really trim the tree with the electric saw in the atmospheric river. So anyhow. Yes. Yes, there was something of a monsoon in the Bay Area for a while. Correct. And so either way, you did get to go there a few days ahead of me. And I was making sure that everything was getting up, set up here at the house. Yes. Managing parenting. While you were there, let's see here. While you were there, I was packing up the car with the recliner that you were going to want and my suitcase. And like 97 other things in your sedan. Yes. That's why I was going to drive. Yes. So that all those things would get there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you fit a lot of stuff in there. I did. It's a pretty big like, car. Well, half of the recliner was in the front seat. Yes, I took your recliner apart to get it to fit in the car. You are correct. Mm -hmm. But it was the one you wanted. It was the one that reclined the right direction, and it has the massage thing in it. And I didn't use the massage option, but it is really a good size for a small guy like me, and it was very comfortable, and I'm really glad I brought it there. Yes. Yeah, I'm really glad you got it there. You're welcome. If you had not... <laughs> I would have made do. But it was very convenient and it made you very comfortable after the fact. It did. I've noticed that ever more so since I've been home without the recliner. Mm -hmm. I've been seriously considering getting you another recliner. <laughs> <laughs> But then on Tuesday, because your surgery was going to be Wednesday, mm -hmm. and on Tuesday, my plan was to drive there. And speaking of the atmospheric river, the monsoon in the Bay Area meant that the Sierra Nevada was mostly closed in most of the ways through. Correct. And so I ended up having a significantly longer drive than I originally had intended to have. It was nearly doubled. You did. And the rest of us sat there biting our fingernails because it, it was quite such a serious snowstorm. And you're very used to snow, but this is some epic snow happening this year. And so we, we were nervous until you got to the side where it was no longer elevation and snow and it was rain and you had a clear route coming from a completely different direction yes. to us. Yes, I had to go a good ways around the you, snow. You did. You did. I was really glad I could see you on the app. On Find My Friends, yeah. And then I'd look and see what the elevation was there. And then I'd estimate how long it would take for you to get to the safer area. So in, in that time while I was driving, you decided to distract yourself by going into the city. But in the daytime, I did go into the city. I wanted to walk around in the hospital area and see where the parking was and what, where the entrance was. We were supposed to go in in the morning. And, and by hospital area, you mean the area of the city in which the hospital was located? Yes. Okay. So then, um, yeah, I, as I'm, I took the train into the city and I was walking up the hill and I got a phone call and I could tell 
it was similar to one of the numbers that I've been getting calls from regarding the surgery, mm-hmm. you know, from the hospital. And lo and behold, it was a very nice, very queer person on the phone who has the title of gender navigator and belongs to the hospital. And is employed by the hospital. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, okay, they they don't belong to them. Okay. I understand now. Okay. Words. Sorry. (laughs) So anyhow, they work at the hospital and we had a very nice chat. They were very funny when they told me their title and then we're going to explain, you know, what they do there. They basically help all the various gendered people deal with the cishet people is is the way I'm going to explain it. Okay. Yes. If they are the gender navigator, their purpose is to help the gendery people navigate the not gendery systems. Correct. They did admit they probably should have a fancy hat by now but it was a fairly new job. So yeah, so we had a very nice chat and I was close to the hospital. It's a shame I couldn't have met them right then because we did meet them later and they were very, it was also very nice to meet them in person. So yeah, I walked up there and I tried to send you some photos thinking they would geotag, but they did not. So I had some really nice photos of the entrances of parking lots and parking garages and the signage of said parking garages, but I had no clue which ones went to which place and how how to find these garages that you were sending me to. But it was very nice of you to send me pictures of where I should be parking. I, I tried to include the address in the photo, but you know... It's okay. It's okay. It didn't geotag. I found parking. It was all right. Yeah. So after walking up the hill to the hospital to scope out the parking and so forth, I was done with wandering about and wanted to go back to Cousin Vinny's. And I actually took the trolley cable car thing. That they have in San Francisco. Yes. Which, you know, down the hill, walking down the hill, you think take the cable car up and walk down. But I wanted exercise. Yes. And then I wanted fun. There you go. And it was fun. I'm glad. And went back to Vinny's and hung out and waited for you to get there several hours later. did get there very late in the evening Mm -hmm. and got a few things out of the car, most of the things out of the car, in fact, because I knew that uh, I didn't finish emptying the trunk, but I did empty the back seat and the front seat because I was going to have to drive you and Cousin Vinny into the city the very next morning at very early o'clock in the morning. Basically the middle of the night. Five something. We had to be there at five thirty. Yeah. yeah, but it's a it's not a very far drive at that time of day. Well, it's not a far drive any time of day, but it's a shorter time of drive. Yes, dear. <laughs> Less traffic. <laughs> it takes. Less time to drive? Yes. I'm sorry. That's what I was trying to say. So the other thing that I did while I was getting ready to come there was that I think when we talked with the lawyer friend last, we were still waiting on like your pain meds. And so they did finally get those pushed through. They did. They were. That was the other reason that I really, really knew I had to get there that night. To make sure that I would be there with the meds and the, the recliner and the everything else for yeah, that be, next morning. Because I did try to talk you into an airplane because of the weather and you explained to me you couldn't bring all the things on the airplane and I, I said I knew that, but that's just the way you and I are. So Well, you would ask me to bring the things and so I was going to bring the things that you wanted. <laughs> I would have found a workaround for the pain meds too. I mean, that's just the kind of thing you, you have to do. But the 
the pain meds kept getting hung up. When we finally got them over to a Walgreens, they were so helpful because I was calling them. I was out getting a couple of things, you know, to bring back to Vinny's to, so I'd have them there when I did come home from the hospital and called Walgreens. And they found the hiccup was that it was out of state prescription. And so it needed a special, I'm picturing a rubber stamp. That's not a thing. Approval. Approval. Yeah. It needed a special kind of approval code. Okay. And so I had to do a lot of calling back and forth between Walgreens and the gender clinic and so forth until everybody got on the same page and Walgreens made it happen. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Which is amazing because pain meds are very hard to get a hold of these days. Yes. But I knew I was going to want them. But I also knew we had two more days to make it happen because I had to stay in the hospital two days. Yes. And you didn't need to bring your own pain meds then. You needed to just have them for when you got sent home. Yeah. But we did a lot of monkeying around with the prescriptions trying to get that last one filled. Yes, because they had given you like two different types of antibiotics, one pain med, one antispasmodic, one, you know, they had given you a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, a different type of anti-inflammatory, which actually did not work well for me. Mm -hmm. Some Zofran. Yes, all praise Zofran. (laughs) Yeah, nobody wants to throw up after surgery. No. Yeah, so they gave me a bunch of stuff. And those are the types of things like I I had a a carry-on suitcase for the airplane that and a check suitcase because a check suitcase had all the bigger supplies in yeah and the carry-on ha- and a few clothes yeah and then the, the carry-on had all of the prescriptions yes and of course the powdered substance that you mix with water to the diuretic yeah the the go lightly oh god in the big jug yes had to be, even though I have TSA pre-check, it still had to be stopped and, and checked. Because it's a big thing of powder. Yes. It's a big thing with a little powder in it. And you can see, I left all the prescription labels on everything. Yeah. So I told the guy, I'm having a surgery. They had to send it here because my insurance is here. So I got to bring that with me. Yep. And and they still had to swab it and run it through their tester machine. Yeah. And then they just gave it all back to me. Of course. Yeah. So yep. then at 5.30 that Wednesday morning... Yeah. We drive you to the hospital mm-hmm. and we arrive at the ER because at that point the front entrance is not yet open. Correct. And we go to the ER check-in desk and say, hey, we're here for a surgery. And she says, oh, our intake folks don't get here till six. Right. So we just sit there. And watch all of the other gendery people coming in and also saying, hi, we're here for surgery. And getting the same answer. And being told. Now, something that was very good about the way they managed that once that person was on Mm -hmm. for the day is they came and checked who got there first. Mm -hmm. And we were it. Yeah. And then they, you know, put us all in that order. By the time I got to the prep area where they're having me put the gown on and going to do an IV and everything and was sitting there waiting. You had not been sent back yet. And the doctor came back there and she was checking on how ready are we? And I had been through the delay sitting in the lobby, Mm -hmm. got back there. They didn't have like my fancy little bracelets or all the tags that go with them. Yeah. All the labels that go with them. They had to send somebody somewhere else to get those. And when she came back, she's looking around like, hey, we're supposed to get rolling here. What's happening? And I was very glad to see her. So I talked to her and I said, I've been here since 530, but it seems that we're not quite there. And the look on her face was, okay, well, she was satisfied that I was there at 530. Yep. But let's get this rolling because it was time to get me in there. And then they brought me in some tiny little room and probably had me go on the operating 
table because I had the I don't care medicine and was yeah. glad to not care. They they did eventually call me back to take your things. Mm-hmm. Before. Yeah, you sat there with me for a few minutes. I did sit there with you for a few minutes before they took you in. Not long, though. No, no. By the time they actually did call me back to see you, you were already in a gown. You already had your IV. They had a very hard time with my IV, which is unusual for me. But you were dehydrated because they told you not to drink anything. And because they had had you on a diuretic. And because... <laughs> Etc. I don't know how they get IV into somebody who is not usually easy, which did become a problem. But anyhow, they, so they called you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I at that at that point I went home after they took you in. I took mm-hmm. cousin Vinny home. They said it was going to be you know somewhere between three and seven hours, and they would call me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like telling cousin Vinny, well, I have a book to read, but you have a work day to have. Yeah, you guys might as well go back in. And so we yeah. went back to cousin Vinny's house, and I went back to sleep. Good. And I woke up when they called me mm-hmm. right around noon. So if they had taken you back around seven thirty, and they called me around twelve twelve thirty. So, so yeah, that's about five started, hours. But they couldn't have started right at 7.30. No. So, anyhow. Either way, they call me. They let me know what room you're in or what room you will be in, but you're not there yet because you're just out of surgery and you're in the anesthesia recovery area. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, I have a list of people that you had emailed me. Call these seven people and let them know as soon as I'm out of surgery. Yes. And so I did that. And then I made myself presentable to go and meet you. And I went and met you and I found you at the hospital. I was at your room a minute or two before you were when they pulled you out of anesthesia. Well, and that's the thing. Like I texted you as I was, when they first told me what your room number was, I texted it to you so that I would have a written down record of what that number was. And then I texted you something along the lines of, I finished calling everyone. I'm on my way. You texted me a screenshot of find my friends when I was near the hospital. Yeah. And you don't even remember any of this, which is funny to me. No, I vaguely remember seeing you on the map. And then I texted you, are you still in the anesthesia recovery or are you at your room? What floor should I be going to? I was vaguely curious if you were going to park in one of the garages I sent you a photo of. I think I did, although I don't know which ones you sent me a photo of. I did park in a garage associated with the hospital though. I got there. I went to your room. They brought you up to your room. Cousin Vinny came later and we all sat in your room and you complained about your hand being numb. My fingers were turning numb. My thumb and my fingers. Yes. Three of three fingers, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And eventually, when Vinny got there, Vinny said something is pinching a nerve. Make them change the IV because it's not going to stop until you get it out of whatever it's pinching. Right. Eventually, we did get that fixed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but we hung out in my room, and they brought me food, and I was surprised. They brought you real food right away. Yeah, I ate it very carefully, like a little bit at a time, because I was because nervous. sometimes you do have a nausea reaction to anesthesia. Not always, but. Sometimes sometimes you do. Right. Well, and also I didn't want to eat too much and I knew they weren't going to let me get up. Right. I just didn't want to have any, I didn't want to make any problems for myself, but I wanted some food. Yep. It had been a long time since I had had any food. They gave me a piece of chicken. They did. And they even cooked it right. They didn't bread it or anything. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. So, so we hung out in there a long time. And we hang out there so late that 
the nurse shoot us out because they had visiting hours, which I thought was the weirdest thing. None of the hospitals that you or I have had cause to be at in a very long while have had visiting hours. The two little hospitals in our area, you know, like little rural hospitals that you would expect to have visiting hours are open 24 hours for patients' guests. Okay, well, I think that there are some floors that they don't want people on in some of the hospitals, and that has more to do with them having less staff lately, but they wanted you guys to leave, and and Vinny's like, yeah, we're leaving after his IV gets changed. Yes. And the other thing we were doing while we were there is the doctor, knowing that this is a a big surgery, had given me a morphine drip, Mm -hmm. and I was like, holy shit, I don't want that. You did not like the cognitive side effects of morphine. Well, and I didn't even want any of it. I just wanted, you know, pain meds. Your Percocet or Vicodin or whichever one they were Something, giving you. Something, yeah. And, but I got a couple doses of morphine anyway because the nurse showed me how to work it. And then you came over there to look at it and poked it too. So I got a couple doses anyway, which I was like, uh-oh. I, I mean, it just makes me feel, I don't want to feel high like that. No. It's not, it's not some kind of fun high. It's not comfortable for you. You it's don't not, like that. No. No. And then they had to do some kind of rigmarole to have the morphine canceled so that they could give me pain meds because they couldn't have both of them on books at the same time. Right. And I understand that some people would and probably have benefited from the morphine. I just typically, it's not a good match for me. Yeah. And that's completely reasonable. It's okay for you to advocate for the type of pain management that's going to be best for you. Well, and now that I think about it, it's funny to me that she or her staff had never mentioned it to me because in the past when I've had surgeries, they've always talked to me about, here's what we're going to give you after. And in the hospitals by us, you have to ask for morphine. And then you have to advocate to get it because I've seen other people do that in the hospital. Uh And we were there and they're just like, and here's your morphine drip. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Hang on. This is how you work it. And they punch the button and I'm like, (laughs) you were totally like, yeah. And they, uh, they probably wanted me to shut up. So, well, then you did end up getting it okay. Like the, we went home after they did fix your IV and you were doing better with different pain meds. And yeah, you and Vinny went, went home. Then the next day, you were supposed to start walking. They, they wanted you not doing any damn thing for 24 hours. Right. But at 24 hours, they wanted you up and moving. They did, but that was too close to the next shift change. And so that, that middle shift didn't have a chance to get me up and walking. They said, we're going to tell the next shift. But the next shift didn't realize the first shift hadn't done it at all. And the getting me up for walking was not pleasant at all. The way that they make newly ambulatory patients get up to sit on the edge of the bed, dangle your feet over, make contact with the floor, then lift your bum up off the bed is not okay for someone who just had surgery on their nethers and does not want to put weight on their rear end. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's it's quite possible that's when I tore the stitches, or I like to say tore the stitches, but it was the skin that tore. Yes, this you, you tore the stitches out of the skin. I did. And then when we came back to the bed after that unbelievably painful walk because of the way I had to get up, mm-hmm. 
I went to crawl back in the bed and the charge nurse. She was going to make you sit back down on your ass to roll back down to bed. She wasn't in there yet. And the guy brought me back in and I was going to crawl in and then roll over. And she got mad and she said, you can't do that. So when they came back to give me another walk the next day or later that, no, it must have been the next day. I hear, I don't ask me people. I was on Percocet, but. It was just as I was leaving that night, they got you up for a second time because they had to get you up a second time and they had not done it before I left. Well, were you still there when the charge nurse gave me the lecture? Oh, yes, I was. Okay. Telling you, you cannot do it that way. You need to put your bum on the edge of the bed and then scoot back. And you're like, I am not scooting on these goddamn stitches. Right. But also, I was surprised how young the charge nurse was, and I was impressed with her. And she came over and said to me, now, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to tell you. And I thought, ooh, I'm going to get the lecture now. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I can't do exactly what she said, but I've got to look like I'm doing it because I'm not going to disrespect her authority. Right. That Um, that would not go well. No, she's she's supposed to make sure everybody's safe. And I'm just, you know, I don't want to look like some asshole white guy not listening to his nurse. So I did my best. And as soon as I got to the edge of the bed, I stood up. I just stood up right away. Well, you did. And not only that, but you were like pushing your bum up with your hands so that you were not like resting on it when they were getting your legs over there. You were kind Mm -hmm. of crab walking to get your feet off the edge. I was. But I wasn't going to make her lose her mind at me. But she gave me the firm lecture. That walk was not as painful. Mm -hmm. Although I have had plenty of pain because of the torn area. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Say that again. Checking me. No. Are you doing a sound check? Yes. But what did I say? Oh, I don't have any preferences. I don't, yeah, it doesn't matter what phone we use. Okay, that's okay. fine. Yeah. Yes, I can see the little lines going, and so I think we're good. All right, then. We'll do our best. We will do our best, as we usually do. Even if sometimes we don't believe it. <laughs> All right. I think what constitutes best varies significantly from one day to the next. Okay. I will try to be still and let me have chapstick and then we can get started. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George.